Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. Here we go, this morning, how are we all? Good? Well, this morning I want to talk about really a game changer. Our mission statement is to unmistakably influence our world for... I'm sorry? Our mission statement is to unmistakably influence our world for... Oh, there we go. Awesome. Yes, it is. That's our mission statement. That's who we are. That's what we believe. I believe as Christians, we are called to do good for God. And some people ask me, why do you put good before God? Shouldn't God always go first? Yes, God always does go first. But what I find is that when we do good to those around us, it opens the door to minister God. True? You know, sometimes some people go up and they get a big Bible and they smash people over the head with the Bible and it's like, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. But if you serve someone, it opens the door and they go, hey, tell me about yourself. Well, actually, let me tell you, I'm a Christian. I love God and God loves you. And then you can start the process of let me introduce you to God. Sound easy? Anyone ever tried that? Well, after this service, you can try it all week. But there's those moments, is that we are called to influence our world for good and for God. And I just started to remember back to the Last Supper. Who knows that the Last Supper was a game changer? Really, you've got Jesus here, the table is set. You know, they've got the bread, and and then Jesus, he goes in the Last Supper, and he does something crazy. He says, hey, listen, you know what? Remember me, eat my body. Okay. And then he's like, hey, listen, take this and and drink my blood. Like, honestly, if you were one of the 12, you'd be like, okay. Jesus. Okay, but the Last Supper was a game changer. They didn't know what was going to take place. You know, they knew the prophecy, but they thought in their own world, that in their own head, that Jesus would come back, you know, with an army and take out and rule from there. But here he is, he's saying, hey, listen, this is what... But, but what I find is that that moment where he's saying, hey, remember me, do this in remembrance of me, you know, that's not quite the game changer. I believe the game changer, and if you read your Bible, was just before that moment. You know, that moment where they're walking down the road and they've got dust on their feet and they come, and, and the custom of the day is when you enter into a premises is that whoever owned the premises is that they would have a servant or a slave and they would wash your feet. But in this moment of the Last Supper, Jesus and his disciples, they turn up. And it's not the servant that takes the towel or the jug, it's actually the master himself, Jesus. It's this moment where Jesus walks in and all of a sudden he serves his 12 disciples. Marky Mark, you never let me down on a Sunday. Every week you have thongs on. Can you please come? Come on. But it, it, this morning at the door, I said to Shay, Shay, is Mark here? She goes, yes, he is. 
I said, is he going to disappoint me today? And she's like, what do you mean? Come on. But Jesus has got his 12 disciples, and in the day, nice feet. Is that, is that a shade of pink? High, like uh, Purple. Purple. Yeah. Anyway. But there's these moments where he takes it, he kneels down, and he's the one that washes <sighs> Jesus' feet. Like, it's, it's, it's a game. This is the game changer. Because all of a sudden, Jesus is saying, you know, I'm the master. I'm the one that is, you know, in that time is supposed to be the one that gets served. But all of a sudden, the master lowers himself and serves. Thank you, Mark. You clean? <laughs> Gets very slippery up here. But it, it's the game changer. That is the moment that is the game changer. You know, getting baptized or filling out a card, you know, isn't what it's just all about. It's about actually following him and doing what he does doing what he does. There was a time in the Bible, and you can read about it, is where the disciples are walking along the road and they're, they're following Jesus. And, and they're having this argument amongst themselves of who is going to be the greatest. You know, Peter's like, I'm the greatest. I'm awesome. I'm all this. John's like, no, because I'm soft and meek in spirit. I'm the best, and Jesus loves me the most, so I'm the best. You know, they're having this argument, and they're all of a sudden having this thing, and then you read the story, and you find that Jesus doesn't correct them along the way, but what he does is he pulls up, and this is what I love about Jesus. When Jesus is about to talk, if you read the scriptures, he actually takes a seat, and he takes a seat, and he pulls the, the disciples across, and they all sit around him, and he's like, you know what? Who is the greatest? The greatest is the one who is willing to serve. The greatest is the one who is willing to lay down their life and serve others. That's who the greatest is. But it it doesn't make sense. In our worldly concept in society, it's about climbing ladders and it's about all these positions. But Jesus comes and and this is the thing about the kingdom of heaven is he turns it all on its head and he's like, you know what, the the first will be last and the last will be first. That doesn't make sense. Kingdom principles. And so here we have him demonstrating at the the time where he's about to be taken, the time where he's about to give his all, he's like, you know what, let me leave you with one more illustration. Let me leave you with one more example on what I expect you to do. I expect you to serve. I expect you to do those daily things that are necessary, a a necessary chore. I expect you to do that for those around you. If you look in John 13, 12 to 17, after washing their feet, Jesus challenges the disciples in this moment himself. He says, then he says to you, do you understand what I have done to you? You address me as teacher and master, and rightly so, that is what I am. So if I, the master and teacher, wash your feet, you must now wash each other's feet. You must now wash 
each other's feet. Could I have the host come in with the buckets and water, please? Can everyone start to take their shoes off? <laughs> come on. Let's go. Do as Jesus did. And it goes on. Wash each other's feet as I have laid down a pattern for you. What I've done, you do. I'm only pointing out the obvious. A servant is not ranked above his master and an employee doesn't give orders to the employer. If you understand what I am telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. You want to live a blessed life? Learn to serve. If you want to live a blessed life, lay down your life for others. Lay down your life for kingdom purposes. Lay down your life for him. You know, Jesus says this, I've shown you what to do. Now you go and do it, and this is how you'll fulfill your purpose in life. Who wants to fulfill their purpose in life? I want to fulfill my purpose in life. And in my life, I believe and I want you to fulfill the purpose that God has for your life. And each and every one of us has a unique purpose, a unique gift set. We're not all the same. I thank God that you're all not the same as me. That would be really annoying. (laughs) But there's those moments where we can come and we can add value. That's what the church is about. That's what community is about. That's what we're here to do is we're here to serve others, the discipline of serving. We are called to influence our world for good and for God as a church, but as Christians. As Christians, we are called to serve the world. You know, the first thing that I find is that serving gives life to our faith. Serving actually gives life to our faith. Serving does not earn our salvation. Let me say that right up. Serving gives life to our faith. It doesn't earn our salvation. You know, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. Our salvation is a gift of God. Through faith we receive salvation. But serving gives life to our faith. It's the action part of our faith. It's a demonstration. Serving is the fruit of our new life or the fruit of Christ in us. That's what serving is. It's an act of faith. Our love for him opens our eyes in love to the needs of others around us. He positions us. You know, James 2, 26, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So also, faith apart from works is dead. At the end of the day, works and faith go hand in hand. Right. Works and faith go hand in hand. You know, show me your works and I'll see your faith. Yeah, that's right. But faith without works, what is it? Right. Nothing. You know, we need to be in a place where we need to demonstrate the faith that we have in God. We need to serve those around us. There needs to be a demonstration of our faith in society today, 
in this world today, there needs to be a demonstration of your faith. If you have the ability to pray, pray. If you have the ability to host someone, host someone. If you have the ability and God's given you the ability to lay hands on people and see them healed, lay hands on people and see them healed. This community, this nation, this society right, near, right now needs Christians that can demonstrate their faith. If we're going to see revival come, we need, to dem- we need a demonstration of our faith to be poured out across this nation. That's how we serve. Serving is an action of faith. When was the last time you served from a faith perspective? When was the last time you believed God spoke to you and you're like, God, that sounds crazy. But if you say so, I'm willing. If you say so, I'm willing. You, you want me to pray for that person in the shopping center. Okay. Right there. Doubts start coming. What happens? Where's your faith? Where's your faith? You want me to sow in that area, in that relationship? You want me to do... Do you trust me? Do you trust me? God speaks to us. Are we willing to serve? Are, Are we willing to extend our faith to the point where it is undeniable that if God doesn't come through... That's faith. Faith. Serving gives life to faith. Works and faith go hand in hand. The second thing that I find is this, is that we are created to serve. Ephesians 2 verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. How's that? For good works. You were created for good works. Not bad. Not average. Not mediocre. Good. Created for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We should walk in them. In the good work. What, What is the good work? The good work is actually sharing the gospel. In serving humanity, the great thing that we can do is good work, and that's sharing the gospel. Each and every one of us as Christians are called to share the gospel. We we share the gospel in every aspect of our life. We can share it through what we say, how we speak, how we conduct ourselves, through our actions. But we are called to share the gospel. To unmistakably influence our world for good and for God. In other words, what takes place is good opens the door for us to share God. Our actions before we speak should share God. Our actions before we speak should show people who Christ is in us. As Christians, as a church, 
People should know us by our fruit. They should know us by our actions. God has prepared good works for each and every one of us. You know what that means? That means that he has a plan. Nothing happens by happenstance. This is what I find with God. He plans out every single detail. Why did David pick up five stones? Why? Because there were brothers that he needed to defeat. You read through the Bible over and over and over again. God has set plans out for those to follow. But with a willing heart, you have to be willing to follow those plans. You have to be willing to say, you know what, God, not my agenda, but your agenda. Not my agenda, but God, your agenda in this moment. You know, the gift that God has given you, he desires for you to use it for the kingdom. That's why I love kingdom builders that's starting up. If you've been given the gift of entrepreneurship, of raising capital, finances, God wants you to use that for the kingdom. For the kingdom. So that generations, if God has given you the gift of healing, pray for people. Believe for people. If God has given you the gift of counseling, bringing restoration to marriages, sit with those people. Pray with those people. Believe with those people. But use the gift. Because this is what I love, is that God loves to use you. The only limitation that I believe God puts upon himself sometimes is me. Because if God isn't moving, then maybe I'm the blockage. If he's not moving through me. And so there comes a time where we've got to take the gift that we have and let God breathe upon it. The little things are the big things. For some of us, we just want the big thing. We want the instant fame, the 10,000 followers on Insta. We want all those things, but yet we're not willing to lock ourselves away and seek the face of God. And so where are we? We need to be prepared. We were created, you were created, we were created to serve a God, to do good works. The third thing is serving others serves Jesus. When we see a need and meet it, we are doing his good work and serving him. When we see a need and meet it, we are doing his good work. And this is what I find is that God will open your eyes. Is that when he wants you to do something, something you may have never seen before, you might have been walking past it for years, but then one day God opens your eyes And he's like, hey, see that? That over there. I want you to do something about it. You know what I find with some people? Is that they make an appointment with you. They knock on the door. And they say, hey, Sam, I've just realized this has been happening. Now, what are you going to do about it? I want to tell you today, if God opens your eyes, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. Because I can only outwork the plan that God has for my life and what he reveals to me. And my job is to actually empower and release you to outwork the plan and purposes that God has for your life. 
And so when it comes to this, is that we are created to serve, but at the same time, in serving others, we're serving Jesus because he's opening our eyes. You know, we are Jesus' hands and feet on the earth today. We are his hands and feet. If you look at Matthew 25 to 35, uh, Matthew 25, 35 to 40, it says, For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you? Or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. Truly I say to you, as you did it for one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it for me. You did it for me. Where are those moments right now that you're serving those around you and not even realizing that you're serving Christ himself? When are those moments where you, you can honestly pull back and go, you know, I, there I was, that moment when we serve those less, when we serve those around us, we're serving Him. I believe that we need to change our mindset when it comes to serving those around us. You know, I, I look at Red Frogs and what we do corporately, I look at it's not okay. I look at, you know, the food care stuff that we we do over at West and we do through here, all the programs we do here. You know, we are serving a community and serving the community corporately. What we're doing is serving Jesus himself. But my question this morning is, do you do it individually? Because it's easy to do it corporately. Why? Because we'll never see their face. We'll never know their name. But we do care. But yet, if it was on the doorstep of our own home, in our own world, are we willing to step over and be the answer? Are we willing to go out of our way and bring heaven to earth in someone's life? And in doing that, doing good, we're sharing God. Evangeline. She doesn't know I'm going to pick on her. 20 years on a Thursday has been busing kids in, feeding and sharing the gospel around Deception Bay. Just one of the many programs she does. Right there, she's being Jesus' hands and feet. Most of us in this room wouldn't even know what takes place, wouldn't even know what happens. But for 20 years... Some people will only give six weeks, if that. But the willingness to know, the willingness to say, God, you know what, as I serve these little ones, I'm serving you. Her house is going to be much bigger than mine (laughs) in heaven. But there's those moments of how can we serve? How can we serve those around us? Serving others serves Jesus. It serves Jesus. Now, I, I love this because the, the scripture talks about, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and then all these things will be added. You know, most people are trying to climb the corporate ladder. Yeah. 
But in serving, it's not about climbing the corporate ladder. It's about serving those around you. And if we're not careful, we'll miss out on the things of heaven. If we're not careful, if we don't turn our world upside down and look at it from a biblical view, from, a, from all those things, and, and I, I believe this, as you step into the plans that God has for your life, yeah. as you seek him out, all those things that you desire, all those things and more will be added to your world. Yeah. It will be added to your world. So then my question is this, why do we worry about the things of the world when we should just be aligned with the purposes of God? And when we're walking in the purposes of God, all those things will be added. Promotions, favor, blessing. All those things will be added. Why? Because our purpose is about fulfilling the will of God. The last thing is this. Is serving is the action of love. It's the action of love. Any married person here would know. As soon as you get married... It's about serving others. It's about serving your loved ones. It's about that moment of laying down your life. You know, Jesus said this. He said, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, the Greek word for love in this verse is in an active tense. It's an active tense. You know, Jesus wasn't talking about the feeling, you know, a feeling, a, a warm and fuzzy feeling about your neighbor. It was about an active tense, and a doing. It's about moving forward. It's not about feelings. You know, today's society, it's, love is all about a feeling. Serving God is not about feelings. It's actually about knowing. You know, everything... Jesus did on earth was in service to the Father and in turn to us. You know, Jesus' act on the cross was an act of love for you and I. It was an act of service. Think about it. The act of the cross. It was an act of service, act of love. Who knows? He wasn't having a warm, fuzzy feeling on the cross. The cat of nine tails, that wasn't warm and fuzzy cuddles. But it was an act of love. It was an act of replacement. It was an act of, hey, listen, I'm going to take on the sins of the world. I'm going to take on where humanity fell short. I'm going to take it upon myself so that they can be brought back. True love is actually laying down your life for those around you. True love is actually going to a stage that it actually hurts but it's beneficial for those around you. True love is this, is it's actually going without in order to receive everything. That doesn't sound like love. True love. Jesus himself gave it all. He gave it all. I'll be honest with you, sometimes I don't feel like loving any of you. Okay, there, it's out. <laughs> but then the Holy Spirit taps me on the shoulder and says, Okay, 
Jesus demonstrated it, I'll be the martyr. And you know, but that's what happens. Sometimes we don't feel like it. It's hard. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to pick them up. Oh, again? I told them last time what to do. Oh, again? Again? Like, what? Just having a counseling session here. <laughs> but he laid his life down. We're called to lay our, light, our ambitions. We're called to align ourselves with the will of God. And the will of God is that we would share the gospel. We'd be in service. We'd be willing to lay everything down. We'd be willing to wash their feet, the grime, the dirt. We'd be willing to look past that and sit with people in their mess and bring them out of their mess, sharing the love of Christ. Service is love in action. It's love in action. Luke 9, 23. Jesus makes this statement. He says, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. In other words, if you want to save your life, you need to lose it first. If you want to live in the fullness of God, then you need to lay it down first. And church, this is where we're at. This is what I believe. Individually, we need to live like this. Not to be a doormat so people can walk over us, but to have the posture of love, to have the posture of, I am ready to serve. I am here to serve you so that you can find the creator of the universe, so you could find a love of a savior that loves you so much that he doesn't want to leave you in your mess. He wants to take you out of your mess. He wants to restore a relationship and, and this is where we need to be. We need to demonstrate. And as you start to demonstrate, as you put service of faith in action, people look upon it and go, you know what? It's real. There's something. It's real. There's something. This thing, this thing, Christianity, this Jesus that you follow, I can't deny because how you've impacted my life, your God must be real. Vic, your God is real. Ben, your God is real. Poppy, your God is real. People will look in at your lives and go, he's real. He's real. They'll see grace and they'll be like, grace, what? He's real. Through your actions, through your service, through your disciplines of laying down your life, so that others can receive. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. 
We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.